You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch, and this week we are closing out Altered Carbon with the last two episodes, episode 9 and 10, John, and uh, back our two guests who've been here just about every episode of Altered Carbon so far. No, we just missed last week's. I missed more than that, but I'm here now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. Brian and Gabby are here with us again. Uh, oh, I, I hope I hope you guys feel like you come back for more stuff after this. You don't, it doesn't have to be just Alton Carbon. Uh, I think we've been having a great time, so it's awesome. We'll, we'll find stuff to watch with you. Okay. I'd like to uh, talk more with your streaming guys and do more streaming stuff, because that's where my, my forte is. That's where your forte is. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine they would love to have you, so... John, what, what did you th- what, what do you have to say about this week's episode so far? It kicked me in the nuts. <laughs> well, that's definitely one way of putting it. So uh, before well, we it's get, it's like a gut punch, but a little lower, but a know? little lower, yeah. a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit more painful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But kind of loving too. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm. It's a little insight into John, there, folks. I've had relationships like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the room went quiet. <laughs> uh, all right, but let's let's talk about a little bit of geek news. I mean, we, we're going to be talking about two episodes, so we're not going to talk too much geek news. We're going to get right into the episodes. But first, let's talk about uh, John. You had you had an article you want to talk about? Yes, not so much an article, more like really awesome sauce. Deadpool two trailer, the final trailer. That's true. The final trailer. And uh, just when I thought I was dead inside and could show no emotion, I laughed out loud. <laughs> at uh, a very uh, directed joke in this uh, trailer towards the competition. Ah, uh, so wait, they, there's actually two jokes like towards the competition. There's a joke towards Marvel, Marvel comic or Marvel Cinematic Universe with the yeah. Thanos joke, and then there's the obvious DC. You're a little too dark, joke. Yes, uh, the the meta was in full swing, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. If I didn't want to see this already, which I did, I want to see it even more now. I like Peter. Yes, Peter. <laughs> Peter was an obvious, like a great I addition. Think he's going to be when they make his action figure. It's going to be one of the top selling action, action figures. I can only imagine. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. He's going to bring the dad bod back in style. Have you read his Twitter? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, he, a, he doesn't like dirty jokes. So do you think? Do you think it's it's Rob Delaney that runs that uh, Twitter? Because that's, I don't, that's I don't the know. comedian who's playing Peter. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe they're like, here, you hand it off. Are you cool with it? So yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, I got I, I got B puns. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I, you know what's funny is that a lot of people were speculating because it before that trailer came out, uh, you, they had those little resume cards uh, that you could see in the in the previous trailers, and his picture was on top of a resume that said Peter, and so a lot of people were like, "Oh, is he supposed to be Pete Wisdom, which is a mutant in the oh, Marvel yeah. universe that throws uh, light knives, kind of thing?" Um, yeah, that's not who he is. He's absolutely he's just a guy, <laughs> just a guy. He's, <laughs> and the whole what's your superpower? I don't have a superpower. I just I answered the ad. You're in. <laughs> See, because that's that's what I like about Deadpool. You know, it's not about your ability. It's your your passion for the the the, the dream for the dream. <laughs> he believes in the little guy. There you go. It sounds and it sounds like Peter. You know, Peter might be suffering from you know the the I don't know job market not you know having a place for him. So he's just like answering wanted ads for anything and Deadpool was there. Maybe there's going to be a twist where he has sort of a falling down arc, you know, and at some point he just goes berserk. And it, well, it would make sick. sense because if you read his Twitter, he doesn't like dirty jokes. He wants to keep it clean, but he's going to be working with Deadpool. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to flip he's, he's on gonna him. He's going to snap, yeah. What if he ends up being like the, the, the big baddie in disguise? Uh, I, I was about to come. Yeah, I was like, what if he just snaps and turns into the bag? What if, what if he sends the bees on him? And then they do a, another meta thing about, like... That's right, because he's a beekeeper. The bees! The bees! <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna, yeah, I, I see that happening. What do they call that? The Wicker Man? The Wicker Man. That okay, was, yeah. That was a, the Nicolas Cage's remake of The Wicker Man. Yeah, they, so they might do a Deadpool's version of that. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Is there something else about Deadpool 2 trailer you wanted? Yeah, so Deadpool 2's trailer, this final one, threw a little shade at uh, the competition, DC specifically. And uh, not to be uh, outdone, the Teen Titans Go movie Twitter page decided to remind Ryan Reynolds that, uh, hey, it wasn't that long ago. He was actually a part of the DC universe. <laughs> He says, don't forget where you got your start being a superhero. Hey, he was, he was in Blade Trinity before he was in... Yeah, exactly. And he and was in Wolverine, Wolverine yeah. before that as well. But I guess they just want to say, hey, it's cool that you're uh, poking fun at us over here. But uh, remember, you're a contributor to that, too. So <laughs> That's funny because, uh, was it The Rock had the same thing happen to him when he said something about Doom oh, yeah, when Rampage he, came he out? He bad about Doom, man. Yeah. Doom's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> We're still over here. Unintentional side story to that. Uh, I guess they're going to remake Doom too. Yeah. Oh, really? Gonna, yeah, they're going to remaking that into another a new movie. So uh, rebooting probably not going to have anything to do with this, which is fine by everybody, I'm sure. <laughs> I would imagine. All it so. had was the BFG and uh, Mars, and I think that was the only things in common. I don't know why they got to reboot Doom. I don't. It's. I think Rampage made sense because there wasn't much story behind it. They can make. They can just do. They didn't do whatever they want. But I have an issue with Rampage because the creatures are supposed to be mutated humans, and they're just mutated creatures that got bigger. Right, because they're supposed to change back to blue naked people. Naked people. And they're supposed to. One of the things you're supposed to be able to do is eat the humans, like you know, whatever for sustenance. And I'm pretty sure they don't do that in the movie. You don't know though. You didn't watch the movie. I'm sure they don't though. That seems a little (laughs) too clean cut. I mean, maybe they'll eat Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he's the bad guy, but. I don't know. I want to see them just grab humans by the handful and chomp on them for like food and health. I just want to go watch it to see the Dave and Buster's product placement I saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a reason to go see the movie, I guess. 
I wanted to talk about Kathy Yan has been uh, tapped by Warner Brothers to direct Margot Robbie in the next Harley Quinn movie. Now, who's Kathy Yan? Yeah, that's a good question. She sounds like a Korean. Uh, she is of Asian descent, obviously. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know her work. Honestly, I can't say I do. Um, Does she have history? She. Does she have a LinkedIn? I, I, can, I don't I can think get to? <laughs> you. You might be able <laughs> to get to. Uh, she, I, I, from what I understand, she's done a lot of movies overseas. Not, not nothing here. Oh, uh, but yeah, the the idea was, or one of the things is that no one really knows which Harley Quinn movie they're going to be doing because there was, you know, there's talks of the Harley Quinn solo movie, the Harley Quinn Gotham City Sirens movie, the Harley mm. Quinn joker movie and then then there's the birds of prey movie which she would apparently would be a part of now and hmm. wait so birds of prey and gotham city sirens would be two separate stories that was two separate that was two separate movies at one point now it sounds like it's going to be come together as w- one movie so uh-huh. you're going to have you're going to have batgirl and the birds of prey on one side and harley quinn and the gotham city sirens on the other side and either they're going to fight each other or they're going to team up together and fight another big bad Hmm. I feel like I don't care what they do because I lost all faith in the DC <laughs> production <laughs> universe. Because I saw the pictures of um, the Teen Titan, the live action Teen Titans. Uh, we talked about. We that did last talk week. about that. Yeah, because I was wondering. Yeah, it's that, but see, that's not the movies. That's the TV show. And two, I already went on this whole thing about that. You're you're taking an out of context leaked photo from someone's cell phone where you have no idea what's going on but it looks so bad it does i just hope that's not their final form it's not that's that's that code is the is the model's code like that's her personal code because it's cold outside it's, oh. but even without the coat she still looks like a out of place like 1990s hooker <laughs> all right i don't know i don't know or i don't like know she, how she i could convince you that she could be a working girl in altered carbon she could be, I guess. Yeah, she definitely has the synth thing going on. Uh, okay, so we, uh, it, yeah, Kathy Yan <laughs> has Dead Pigs. Uh, according uh, is the is her movie the last movie she did or is doing two thousand eighteen Dead Pigs. Uh, according to my mother, was a short she did in two thousand sixteen. Down River is a short she did in two thousand sixteen, and Last Night was a short she did in two thousand thirteen. Hmm. So she's got a lot of shorts under her belt. There you go. She's yeah. No. So they she has uh she is directing that and let's see what happens. It sounds like uh it was Margot Robbie herself who wanted her to be uh in the in the or as a director because she has after Itania she really has a lot of pull now and is able to make those kind of demands. You know, as long as it's rated R and there's a tasteful yet hardcore scene between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why? It's not going to be rated R, and there's not going to be a lesbian porn scene in the middle of the movie. You can dream. No, but it'll drive the plot forward. Just just go watch the porn version. <laughs> is there one? Sure, I, da- I bet there is. There's uh, bound to be one. Yeah. I'll have to go search now. It's the internet. It's rule 36. <laughs> 34. 34? Oh, yeah. I forget the rules. I just know there's one. It's the important one. That's why I just say there's, it's, it's the internet. That's all you have to say. You don't have to actually say the, the rule. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, I mean, anybody excited about a Harley Quinn movie? I would be, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, it, they've, I've really not cared about anything DC's done just because it's 
it's been so underwhelming. It's like, sure, yeah, what do you got else for me? Oh, the Harley Quinn movie? Let's see what happens. So It's like it's this, like you've been let down so many times before, you're just like, okay, sure. You come in with no expectations, and it actually kind of blows you away. <laughs> that's the best way I just feel like in. the studios are like, we gotta get this going, because they like it. And it's like, <laughs> what's wrong? The candy. The candy's not working for the kids. <laughs> I already know your opinion, John. <laughs> What's the next story you wanted to talk about? Uh, next one I don't want to talk about. Something that kind of is a bit of a sad story. Uh, Mindhunters Season 2 is going to officially cause David Fincher to put a delay, uh, indefinite delay, on World War Z deuce. Why, why is it a sad story? Were you a big fan of World War Z? I'm a big fan of David Fincher. And if anybody can make a crappy movie version of a really good book, it could be David Fincher. He's got a good track record of adapting books. He made the first movie, the first World War Z. Uh, no, he did not. What do you mean, no, he did not? David Fincher? He didn't? Who, who directed the first one? Uh, it was some other dude, but it wasn't David Fincher. All right. Here we but, go. Are you watching Mind Run? Mind Battles. <laughs> Mind Hunters is a great show. That's fact Um No, no, I have no problem with Mind Hunters, but like, it's not World War Z. But then again, World War Z wasn't World War Z either. So that's true. We're kind of at a catch twenty two. So I was kind of hoping David Fincher would step in and like write the wrongs and actually make it like the book. Wasn't World War Z a collection of short stories? Yes, it was. It's a collection Which, of interviews. I've also said before that it would work better as an anthology series as opposed yeah. to a movie. True, because. Even the events of the movie don't really correlate. With if they the treated book. it kind of like uh, Black Mirror, <laughs> and each episode was like the, one of those interviews. Yeah, basically. Oh, and it'd be like, oh, that'd be cool. Mark Forster did World War Z. Yeah, oh, there you I, go. I was, I was, I stand corrected. He was That's Mark right. Forster. My Rip bad. up your geek cred. Whatever. <laughs> Shred it. <laughs> Turn in your badge. Uh, I mean, he said. I don't think he said. Did he? Did it say indefinitely? Well, we don't know how soon, so it's not in the foreseeable future. Oh, well, I mean, it's been a while since that movie was made anyway, so imagine waiting a little longer is not going to be not going to kill you. I kind of hope it's one of those situations where they just like it's a sequel, but it kind of retcons the original and it actually does it like the right one. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I don't think you need to retcon the, the 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 first one. You just need to do the second one like the way the book is with a whole bunch of interviews and, and just piece the story together. Which, again, it's really character-driven. It's not meant to be an action story. A lot of those like interviews actually deal with just the mundane aspects of surviving in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So it would work better as a TV series. It's just, I mean, it'd probably be a little too high budget because some of those set pieces, like, yeah, there are some action sequences like the Battle of Yonkers and uh, a few others, like the raid on that one unnamed celebrities compound which like i would love to see on you know in the big screen but ultimately yeah it works better as just a like a, a series anybody else david finger nah world war z nah. I, didn't, I didn't see the first one it was better okay off like hearing the audiobook because they get like really good celebrities to do the different like characters, interesting. Yeah, what's mm. it? Uh, Mark Hamill's in there. Alan Alda. I was gonna say he, uh, the guy who wrote it, actually directed the audiobook. Yeah, he mm-hmm. also played the interviewer as well. It's uh, Max Brooks, the son of, son uh, of Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah. Oh yeah. He also he also like wrote him. the zombie survival guide. Yes. Oh yes, yeah, so we actually have that at work. Um, we kind of actually go by that book. 
Yeah? Yeah, it's kind of like it's an actual field manual we have to go by. It's really good. <laughs> I gave my brother that book for Christmas one year, and he literally just sat down and started reading it. Like, he had some other stuff to play with, and as soon as he got that, he's like, ah, book, and he just started going. <laughs> he's like, this will help me in my future. It, it might save your life someday. I mean, it does have real-world applications and stuff it's yeah. all stuff that actually i mean other than the zombies <laughs> i mean you can you can replace zombies with you know starved humans once the economy collapses if, and if the cdc has you know. a emergency procedures for a zombie outbreak i'm sure that this book will help too exactly <laughs> so steven spielberg who has gone on the record saying comic book movies are gonna go the way of the western and you know just are fad and they're not not good and not good for people <laughs> is now making a comic book movie after Ready Player One, uh, he Warner Brothers has, has tapped him to make the Black Hawk movie. Now, Black Hawk isn't your typical superhero or comic book movie because it's not superheroes. It's a bunch of World War II flying aces. They're uh, you know a squad of, of pilots and how they're going to, I guess, deal be in World War II. I would assume... It also gives them a way of throwing in Wonder Woman, you know, into the into the mix because mm-hmm. she was, she'd, she'd be around during that time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Steve Trevor. Well, Steve Trevor would have already dead because that was World War One. Oh, that was World War Two. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I I don't. Know. That's what, what does everybody think about him? Step. It's going to be after he does uh, the his, whatever he does with West Side Story, and he had something else that he wanted to do before. I'm curious to see a Steven Spielberg touch in that comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could if he if you do it like he did, uh, you know, the original Indiana Jones movies. It, it, I I would see I mean, that looks that's a comic book movie to me. Yeah, those are action adventure movies. <laughs> Can you imagine him doing Sin City? No. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or Hellboy. Actually, Hellboy could be done like in the eighties style. Yeah, like the Golden Child type. Movie. Yeah, yeah, something like that. The Trouble in Little China. I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. I'm personally, I don't care that much for Blackhawks or whatever it's called, but I'm a sucker for good dogfights, especially if it's World War II era. Yeah. Um, a lot of the dogfight stuff from the first Star Wars was actually basically ripped directly from World War II aerial combat movies. Um, so it'd be really cool to see that with modern effects. Um, I was a big fan of Flyboys, even though it was kind of a crappy movie overall. Is that the one with... James Franco? Franco, yes. Yeesh. It was a bad movie, but I love the flying parts in it because it just gave you kind of a different look of it. You know, the, the idea that uh, those planes were literally just held together by canvas and glue and is like basically suicide to go up <laughs> one of those flying missions. It's like, whoa, crazy. Okay. Well, uh, what's your next story? My next and I guess last story is Mother's. Mother's. Masters. Uh, that was Freudian, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Masters of the Universe has found directors now that uh, David S. Goyer has uh, rightfully so been. Uh, you had to throw in the rightfully so? Yes. <laughs> I know you looked right at me first. I did. It's <laughs> like, I want to enjoy this. <laughs> Uh, yes, because of scheduling conflicts, as he's put it, uh, David Goyer has left as director of Masters of the Universe reboot. Uh, he is still going to be the writer, but uh, yeah, the the what is it the the Knee Brothers? Knee like N E E. Yeah, they're they're the ones who have been tapped to be the new directors for the movie. Uh, I imagine it's going to be a while before this thing comes out. 
Yeah, it's not a property I'm super excited about anymore. They just recently also announced they're going to be making a live-action Mask movie. <laughs> With F. Gary Gray. Which I might be more interested in because I love toy cars that transform into things. <laughs> I don't think they really transform. I remember the lead car. All it did was open its doors and it, it flew. But it transformed into a flying car. Right. True. But it, all it did is it opened its Lambo doors. <laughs> I'm like, was, okay. Uh, I think it was a Camaro, but it had like DeLorean-style gull wings. That's what that was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they all did... They all transformed, quote-unquote, into assault vehicles of some sort. That was the whole thing. So... What I'm going to learn as a child watching Mask is I'm going to open my doors and my car's instant assault vehicle. <laughs> exactly. Well, you have to have guns attached to the doors while they're open. It's Otherwise, you just have open doors and that's a hazard. And now you can like, like having guns on your door isn't a hazard in the first place. <laughs> but at well, least you, it's a yeah. hazard you could hurt other yeah. people. <laughs> you got to be able to point that hazard to like others other than yourself. I thought about doing this a lot when I have like some motorcyclist going by me, like driving like a dirt, riding like a dirt, like a jerk next to me. Wow, I can't even talk today. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times I just want to just open my door right in front of them before they whip by. Just wow, wow. Brian, <laughs> you're a motorcyclist. I know. Why would you want to do this? But I, I, I try to be polite. <laughs> I don't want to drive. He's a self-loathing cyclist. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's a cycle of hatred. I mean, do, either do you have an opinion on either mask or or he man? Nah. No. I wonder how they're gonna. Uh, um, I don't know. I just want to be surprised. I want. I, I want to see a picture, and then I'll then I'll make a judgment. <laughs> I just hope they do it like '80s style. Like keep like '80s vehicles, like the Datsun and the, the Camaro, know, the Camaro, like, like exactly like in an, an old like, Camaro, an old Bronco. <laughs> yeah, just have have that like Airwolf looking helicopter in there. It's just. Yeah, don't try to, you know, make it all modern and say, well, today's nanotechnology and all that crap. Like, no, just make this, it super... This make, guy make has it look a Lamborghini. Like was- We're going to go fight crime with the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to fight Venom. That was the name of the bad guy. Oh, that's that. it, yeah. It's no crazier than fighting Cobra. <laughs> okay. Uh, In fact, that leads the perfect door open for, like, a crossover. I think there there it is supposed to be all part of the same like uh, Hasbro universe or something like that. that Here's they what you got to do. do, and because The Rock kind of ties all this together. Why? Because he's involved with uh, Fast and Furious and uh, GI Joe. Okay, but you, you Fast and Furious isn't in the same universe as. That's G. where Joe. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're one movie away from them riding around in mask cars. <laughs> <laughs> so Fast and the Furious, GI Joe, and Mask are all going to be in the same. You're going to throw the last time the you had them fighting against a submarine. It's true. He so did, you just did. need the cars to also be able to turn into submersibles or to fly, and you have mask. You know what? You're on to something. <laughs> Give this man a billion dollars. Make this movie. I can do it. But if they can resurrect Paul Walker? Magic Mike. Oh. No. <laughs> and, and Paul Walker. Because I know what Chatting Tatum's character died in G.I. Joe. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got to bring him back. Duke. Duke. I like that guy. Why did he have to Yeah. Go? And they also should bring back Destro. I don't know why they just decided to. Well, I mean, I know it's because Christopher Eccleston hates acting, but. He does. <laughs> like, it's very true. He was such a cool like part of the thing, and that's. I mean, you I can pretty much just have anybody be Destro now with the. With, I, just yeah. keep the mask on, so. Yeah, that's true. It just has a metal face. <laughs> uh, any. any Fan casting for He-Man for for Prince Adam himself. At this time, not really. I'm not too versed in who's like buff and popular and young. Maybe one of the 
Wait, it's just one guy. I was gonna say Army Hammer Brothers, but it's just, <laughs> yeah, he just keep played two parts of this yeah. What if they got the Rock to do He Man? <laughs> oh. I mean, like, like the Rock he's can't got to play everything, guys. I mean, I'd be cool with that though. But would he really pull off that blonde prince? Like, no, that's the look? stupidest haircut ever. They should. That's <laughs> you, all. If they're gonna have do that it, hairdo, no, though. I'd rather have He Man go bald. <laughs> have you ever seen that the YouTube video of uh, He Man singing? Uh, that four non blonde song. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah, it. That's it's, that's that's kind of how I I remember He Man, like both from the '80s cartoon, but also singing that. It's very homoerotic. So, so you have to have like the whoever plays He Man now has to be homoerotic. He has to play it both straight and <gasps> a little Tatum. bit. <laughs> there you go. I guess he's not playing Gambit. So, <laughs> oh, wait, they, did I miss something? They just keep pushing the movie back. It's kind of like put oh. postponed indefinitely, kind of. But yeah, Channing Tatum should be yeah, He-Man. There you go. That's oh, my pick. Channing Tatum for He-Man. Didn't even like consider John Cena? No. <laughs> no, no John Cena's too muscular. Too 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 manly. Too, have you ever seen He-Man? Yeah, just but John Cena would just I wouldn't be able to buy his like homoeroticism. Channing Tatum. Have you ever though. seen John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him in Trainwreck and even there is like he's just pretending. Like wrestling, though, like the wrestling world, it's, it's a whole mm-hmm. lot of homoeroticism. That no, goes on only there. only if there's eye contact. Oh, okay. And he keeps it professional. He's like, mm, no eye contact. <laughs> it's why it's the whole you can't see anything, right? Lots of eye contact. <laughs> yeah, I feel have like you seen Chan- Magic Mike. I have seen Magic Mike. <laughs> I feel with, no, I heard with you Channing watch it Tatum, many times. the balls would touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's that. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into Ultra Carbon. Uh, for this week, episode nine. This is uh, we got we got a whole bunch of information. I feel in this episode with uh, learning what actually happened with Bancroft and in his body because we got last episode we got the story of um, what we were told or what he uh, the setup. Yeah, Kovacs actually tells. Bancroft of mm. what happened, but that, we know that's not what happened because Raylene basically forces him to say. Um, this time, he's putting everything together, or at least he's he's already put it together, and he's telling us. Mm-hmm. At what point does it that... Because at the beginning of this episode, as John put it before we started recording, the whole 18 hours earlier, they where do you think that he, he comes up with the idea of cloning himself and then putting a team together to uh, trick Raylene into believing that he's I, given up. He didn't really put a team together. The team forced themselves That's true. into yeah. a situation. You're right. They, they, they were like, no, we're not leaving you kind of thing. They were like, hey, what are you trying to do? Make clones? Hey, what Yeah, they just bust into his room and then like he had the schematics and then and the he gave like, him, oh, check this out. Just pushes him out of the way. He's like, whatever. <laughs> and he gave him the same line when he kicked open his uh, the door in his, his house. He's like, you didn't answer. You didn't answer. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about that. Lots of and Paul's like, I didn't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John, I, I know you had some issue with the, the clone of Kovacs here. Yes. Okay. So, uh, myself, as someone who stands for clone rights. Um, Is this a new thing? He's against clones, too? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's the digital the digital copies. Uh, but he basically already believes, as stated earlier, that uh, once you have basically the 
the, the stack in you, then you're already a copy. So nobody technically in this world is a real person anymore. I mean, do we even see anybody get bur- born? Is, are there births anymore? Did I guess I guess I, we Lizzie Lizzie was pregnant. Yeah, mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I wonder about that myself too. Like, yeah, like when you're born. So do they? How do they transfer your your consciousness or whatever? I think they say that in the very first. episode. Yeah, they say like when you're one year old or something to that effect. You yeah. you get your stack. Mm-hmm. So if you don't make it to one, then you're done. No you're, stacks, you're, yeah. There's no one no way. Done. You're stackless. I felt like. And I, I, we're just going to skip around between the two episodes. Okay. I felt like the whole, uh, was it Rule 653 or whatever? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that came up. I really felt like that that wasn't mentioned enough in the rest of the series. It kind of just no. came out of nowhere for me of, of that being raised. They did motive. mention it in the, in very the fir- first, first episode. Yeah. But yeah. That whole protest, but they and they just kind of like vaguely... And then Ortega maybe like once or twice after that said like all these people they're dead and I can't spin them up like basically I was telling him like she's just complaining because she can't like, it makes her job easier that way it's like, who killed you <laughs> that guy all right cool put him behind bars so now she's like I gotta do actual detective work <laughs> so yeah so she complained about it once or twice and then also during like the Day of the Dead episode where she was arguing with her family about it it's like all these people that are dead I could just spin them back up and so it's kind of mentioned but. Yeah, they don't really talk about it with like how it impacts that, like or the whole series, I guess, until this very these very last two episodes where they're like, yeah, well, you know, I was a, a snuff snuff person and I had to kill all these people and and you know couldn't get ratted on, so that's why I wanted this to happen. Right. So essentially, <laughs> uh, she with all her uh, women that she employs or all all the people that she employs, she employs men too. She puts that. Uh, was it that religious coding? coding? Yeah, yeah the, so that no one can spin them up even mm-hmm. after they die. So if that rule goes through where they can, she's screwed because yeah. they'll be like, oh, well, here's all the reasons why she's a bad person. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that seems like the flimsiest motive of getting this whole... Like, I thought it was the whole motive of her like actually wanting to get uh, Kovacs off of ice was a better motive, but... I guess that that wasn't the real thing. That's not what she, when that wasn't really what her plan was. Well, that was a means to an end, though. That was so that she could amass the fortune, so that she could keep uh, you know funding herself for what she wanted to do, which was to eventually find a way where she could manipulate Kovacs' release and be reunited. And she didn't care about anybody else, so you know she just got rid of any bodies in her way. And so, in her mind, she's doing good for her family. Yeah. She wants to bring her family together. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. Yeah. See, and and I in the previous episode, I thought she was like she said she got Bancroft to kill himself so that she could uh, get him to wake up Kovacs out of deep sleep, and that was her end game. But to find this other part out was that that her real end game was to have that thing not pass. Was it that seemed flimsier to me? I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, I get what you're trying to. Let. So, the suicide. Do you think she pushed him to the suicide, or that she didn't? She explain sort of that she was surprised that he's like altruistic or whatever, and then he shot himself to forget about what happened, and then so then she was like, well, I guess I can manipulate him into getting my brother out of ice and stuff. But it was yeah, it, it just seemed sort of like happenstance that mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, he shot himself. I have nobody now to get my brother out. Like, right, yes. What would she have done if he hadn't shot himself? Like, 
was she still the one like dealing with the um with the the Thunderdome guy or whatever his name is like was she the one that was dealing with him to get his her brother's DNA out and make a body like I mean obviously he had one version of his her brother's body's DNA to make that one clone of him right so at at some point <laughs> see my only problem with all of this this whole story where it falls apart she seems like she had enough money that she could have just paid to get Kovacs out. Yeah. And then hide the information, keep it, like, secret. Like, she went through, a like, a labyrinthian Rubik's, uh, or Rube Goldberg, mm-hmm. like, plot line to eventually get him, uh, have him be pissed off at her, because then he found out all about, like, what she did to screw them over uh, with the rest of the envoys. And I feel like she could have just woken him up one day and says, hey, like, I've been doing all kinds of shady shit, but it's all been so I can get you out of, you know, the uh, the freezer or whatever they call it when you're mm-hmm. in the thing. And and now we're together again. And he wouldn't have had to have gone through this whole side story, fallen in love with Ortega <laughs> and <laughs> discover the truth about what she'd done. I'm like, man, like, maybe she just was bored and wanted something to do and all of this was just an afterthought well she was raised by the yakuza it's true so she is just probably going by what she knows but it's, she's also been alive for like 300 some years yeah so she has her path in like how to conduct business I, i'm assuming she just really doesn't want anybody to to know that like her true motive so that's why she takes all these back alleys and sides yeah because like if she exposes like if she does enforce her power it's like hey i want to change this it's like oh yeah so what do you do nothing <laughs> it's just it's just like that vault where all her bodies are worse like mm-hmm. it the the records say that there's nobody there no one owns that vault mm-hmm. so it's it's literally she does not want to have any footprint but wants all the power Mm-hmm. So I, I would assume that's why she would manipulate Bancroft instead. That exists like that now. There are certain people that are that do kind of show like here's like the mafia. The mafia did it had like a little underground business deals, but over time the mafia isn't that prevalent now. But they still exist. They just made their work legal. Maybe she hasn't found that route yet, but she has her hand into it by using Bancroft. Because, like, the mafia is out there. It's just now they have actual corporations, and they're just as ruthless as they were back in the day when Bugsy was doing his thing. <laughs> Maybe it's like Killian from Iron Man 3. You know, it's better to... Uh, Be the man behind the man? Yeah, that's what it was. It's like, also, the, the investment is, like, high risk, but high profit. Okay. The way she does things. But then if you have to go the clean route, it's like... You gotta work harder, and then like the payback is a lot less if you're squeaky clean. But if you got somebody working and like playing with the the numbers for you, and the 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 forced influence, kind of like Donald Trump, <laughs> 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 or like what was his lawyer? His lawyer seemed like one of them shady guys. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can see the relation. I'm just saying words. Well, I think his lawyer's no longer going to be able to be a meth now. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that, that's it's the best translations to meth, meths in our current state right now. The one percenters. Yeah. Was meth short for something? Um, <clears throat> it's supposed to be, I remember it was something. It's a biblical, uh, short for a biblical name. Uh, okay, so. Methocilioma? 
Methuselah. Yes. <laughs> you can have You can, you can, uh, you, you can join legal the, rights. You could join the class action suit. <laughs> um, so the Ortega family, they eat, or they meet a very terrible demise. I thought you were going to say they ate shit. They <laughs> ate shit. <laughs> it kind of sounds like he was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it, it was, it was a good scene plot wise, but. The minute that he, uh, what's his name is Lung. Lung, yeah. Yeah, Lung walks into the apartment and he kills. uh, I would assume that's her uncle. I'm guessing so. Uh, Blood (laughs) starts to leak, you know, underneath the door. Like that was the most ridiculous thing to me. Like you see that in movies a lot, where all of a sudden there's enough blood to just like pour out underneath the door or something. And like that guy wasn't even near the door when you when you open it up on the other side and he punctured him in the neck and. I don't know. It just it, it seemed weird, but he's, he's quick. Well, you know that thing also does take chunks out of you. So yeah, <laughs> maybe he got him right in the aorta, and that just like you know. Oh wait, so I, I I got okay. Meth is short for Methuselah. I was right. Methuselah, yeah. Um, who is was a man reported to have lived the longest at the age of nine hundred sixty nine years in the Hebrew Bible. Methuselah. That was a liar. Was a like son 50. of Enoch, <laughs> the father. Years. He was the son of Enoch and the grandfather of Noah. Wow, that's like goes back like six thousand years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the days were were shorter back then. Earth's been slowing down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, Mother Ortega, she she bites it pretty quick. I thought that was for as much as we saw of her in the the rest of the series. I I really felt like they were going to give her more for her death scene, but it really wasn't anything there. Maybe like we were saying, it's kind of everything's kind of wrapping up a lot mm-hmm. in these last two episodes, and they there could have been more and just got. Cut they're out. only giving us ten episodes, guys. Let's go. Was it ten or nine? Ten. ten. I was like, they're only giving us ten, so we got wrap it up. <laughs> Spent too much time in the first five. Let's let's finish this. Up here. <laughs> we did a whole bunch of naked stuff. And yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, plot. Dang it. About plot. <laughs> but then there was the two kids. And it was I thought it was strange that the way the show kept showing you their feet without ever showing the bodies, and which I don't necessarily say and I wanted to see their actual bodies or what you know what was in end up happening to them, but like why have to why did they have to keep showing the feet? Why not just be refer to the room like that's the room there were the the kids are at you know i don't, I just didn't understand why they had to keep going to that. Just to make sure that you knew they were dead, but you know, <laughs> not going to show them it's like, look, they're dead look feet. Dead feet. Bloody, dead feet. Bloody feet. Even to the point where... Tanaka throws up. T- Tanaka throws up. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I couldn't remember what his well, name see, was. He got to see what was behind the couch. And like the word, they were sparing you that gruesomeness. I, I, Which is fine. They could have spared me the feet, too. Uh, do you guys watch shows with closed caption? Uh, I've started watching this show with closed caption. Yeah, yeah. Because when he threw up, I just noticed it was like... He was retching. Retching. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I learned English. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then how long do you think Lung had uh, Ortega in the virtual torture chamber to have to relive seeing them, his her family, over and over again? I don't know. Like, I, I I'm not too sure how time went in this episode because they had like from the time that um, Elliot got there to do his whole mission to get them in and all that stuff. That was like 17 minutes, but then. He, like Kovacs was there with this. I don't know. Like at that time frame in these two last episodes are kind of it was confusing. So I have no idea. But he did say that 
they'd done it a lot of times. Lung, when she would like figure out that right. it was a, a construct, and he's she's like, "How many times have I done this?" He's like, "Not enough." To yeah. eventually, he was like, "Plenty of times." <laughs> yeah, because like the 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 other rule is is that they can shift time in the virtual so they can reality. Slow it down. Right. So it was like she could have been there for months and years. Yeah, she could have lost her mind. Like that episode of Black Mirror when you take the 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 egg or whatever that thing is in White Christmas and you know make it so it's he's in there for years or something don't look at me like that john they, they can't see you nodding your head agreeing with me mm-hmm. okay <laughs> uh yeah so yeah the head in the clouds um brothel uh, get it head in the clouds right yeah. i thought i was gonna be the first one to say it but you, you beat me to it <laughs> uh the would you? I mean, do you call that a brothel? What is it? It's what it would be. Okay. Brothel. Uh, a snuff den. With a little snuff den. den yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was crazy when the girl was like essentially just like telling Elliot to kill her and stuff. Like, this is what we're here for. Let's get back to the closed captions. Okay. <laughs> so I, I would like scan the closed captions every once in a while, but it was perfectly placed where her nipples were. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, she's saying, what, what? Oh, they're puffy. Okay, all right, continue on. <laughs> How many times did you have to rewatch the scene so you got the actual dialogue? I don't down? know how to read. Okay. <laughs> well, he's seen it like four times, so. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think was going through Elliot's mind at that point? Like, he obviously had his mission, he had a good idea of what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. His, his own daughter was in a place like this, right? She was mm-hmm. working at a place like this, and. Uh, do you think does that do, does that enter his mind? Like this is what she yeah. had to go through. I think so. I think his his dad mode kicked in. He was like, that's why he was like, don't worry, sweetie, we're gonna get you out of here. Like, you know, tucking her in a little blanket and goes off to go kill the other people. Yeah, that was, I think that was definitely going through their mind. But do you think she died in there? Probably she didn't probably wake up from the poison yeah, and she, stuff, and then they crashed down. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's a yeah, but obviously the crash wasn't enough to. Like, destroy the stack. Destroy anybody's stack, so she's just going to get another body. No, I guess. Which was another thing. When they show, was it Mary Lou, the, the body that Riker is in mm-hmm. jail for? Mm-hmm. Uh, she jumps from head head in the clouds and smacks into the water. Like, how does that not destroy your your stack at that, that altitude? Yeah, if you hit it, like, back your back first. It's a pretty sturdy stack. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's... There's just enough meat there to protect it. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know the physics of. Yeah, stacks. but once you hit terminal velocity, don't you like even hitting water? You just kind of you like kind of like hitting concrete. Yeah, though. I don't know, man. <laughs> I shouldn't worry about it. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, just just <laughs> just don't, go along. Don't, don't ruin it. I have a feeling her body absorbed most of the impact, and like the stack was like just nice and squishy. <laughs> where where was Mary Lou's stack at? Did they actually have it? Because I don't know if that was even... Kovach pulled it up during the... When they... The 18 hours later scene. Yeah. When he was talking to Raylene. But, but where did he get it from? Did he get it from, from I, Ortega? I think Ortega yeah. had it, yeah. She was the one, like, in the first... No, like, second or third episode. She was, like, for praying for forgiveness, and she had it with her. Ah, that's right. Yeah, because they someone some, someone from the coroner's office said that the, the her stack was missing or something, right? And the body was missing. Because it had to oh, do with Riker. Oh, the body Riker. was missing. Yeah, yeah, that's Riker, right. Because that was his friend, I guess. So, so what was Ortega planning on doing with the stack? 
they holding on to it until they were able to pass the law that they can. Oh, because her 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 stack is coded so that as religious. religious coding. Yeah. So then, like, she seems to have no problem with breaking rules. You think that by then she would have like tried at least some way to like covertly spin it up? She couldn't. Well, when they say coding, is it an actual code? See, I, I was wondering if it's like a, a DNR, like on some medical record, it just says "do not resuscitate," or is this one? It, like, but it that's just what says, the black market is for. They could have found some way to like get around that. I'm sure. Obviously, Ava Elliot is really great at all tech things. Yeah, <laughs> right. she could have tried to figure out the coding. I don't know, but yeah, that's a good point. Do we know why it was Ava was in jail? She was, oh, she was a hacker. She was hacking sensitive data. They did say why, specifically why. She so, was she was stealing something from somebody. So like, does the timeline go? She 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 hacks, gets thrown into jail. Her daughter then goes and becomes a hooker or whatever, a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Daughter dies. Elliot, does he come back from somewhere? Does he come back from war or something? Or has he already been back? I think he's been back. I think he's been back. He just wasn't paying much attention to her. So then his daughter dies, and he goes and tries, and he gets her stack back, but leaves it in the virtual torture chamber by accident, or because he just can't deal with it. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, he doesn't know any better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. He was just so annoying. It's like, hey, I just want to talk to my daughter. It's like, yeah, well, you're freaking her out. It's like, leave her alone. Stop turning into a ninja. It's like, no, that's helping her out. Don't talk to her. (laughs) Speaking of Lizzie, the whole. Time doesn't work right for her. How she's like, oh, we're going to meet again, or, you know, the next time we meet will be the last time, or something like that, you know. We'll say goodbye when one of us is dead, or something. Yeah, what what, what do you think all that meant? Like, does she actually see, like, forward in time, or is she actually displaced, or is it just like she's still kind of screwing the head? She's still probably screwing yeah, the head. Yeah, she doesn't seem like she's all there anymore. Because she, they even say that at the very end, it's like, she likes to be in the synthetic sleeve because it's not real, because she doesn't know if she is. Yeah, but I mean, she has no other option either, right? She yeah. she can't go. She can't put herself She's, back into another stack, can it, she? It, I don't a know. Sleeve? I think so. Like, I, well, I don't know. I, I'm sure she could get money for one eventually if she really wanted one. Because I mean, they got the wife, her original body back, and there's that whole thing. I mean, they just resleeve you into whatever they find. So. She probably just kind of... I would have opted for a synth one instead of whatever the hell they had and standby. So. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, obviously, if you can change the way a synth body looks, I mean, mm-hmm. she gets into the one body and then she's like, no, nah, I'm going to go back to my original body. Dude, why, I why would wouldn't make you? myself look like Lenny Kravitz all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder if it means that you don't feel physical sensation the same way as you would in a normal body, though, since it's a synth. Like, would it just basically be like uh, well, you know, like an interface that she uses to interact with the physical world now, but she's now almost entirely digital. Because I wondered about that. Like, maybe that would be a good way for her to feel safer if she can't physically get hurt anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I would you. assume so. If she can't, she can't feel pain anymore, then she can't feel pain anymore. Yeah, so she's like, she's kind of a robot. I would say that's part of what makes you human is the ability to feel pain. <laughs> But she she felt enough pain for yeah she's done with that yeah <laughs> I mean watching the flashback like scene of uh, Miriam just kicking her over and over that was that was pretty brutal yeah and that, I mean essentially that was that was Bancroft's kid right that's what we were mm-hmm. they were getting at yeah. so uh, only she has the babies oh the she babies has the, the babies are mine <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just loved like. 
I don't know if it's Isaac or the actor playing Isaac, but he's he's literally just see, sitting there, just watching all of this happen between his family with his mouth agape, like not didn't say a word, which I thought was strange. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what you do. What would at that you point. do? That's true. I mean, you're, someone comes in, and he's like, "Your parents totally murdered all these people." It's like what? It's like yeah. It, then like you know, your wife meets one of the girls that you you, you cheated on with. And then you find out that she killed one of the babies that you got her pregnant. It's like it's like a really bad Murray episode, which is kind of like <laughs> when you look at the guys, they're kind of like, um, um, like all those people in the party. They're like, oh my god, and then they get pulled away, and everyone just starts gossiping. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's all Murray, Murray. I don't know. I also thought it was funny that like at this party that the Bancrofts were throwing, they obviously had a. A dress code that they empl- they employed and told everybody they need to wear white and stuff like that. And then they come out and they they're the ones with like different colors on. It's like that's how much better we are than you, or some kind of thing. Like even to their people that, that would be considered their peers, mm-hmm. they still had to be better. So I don't know. This is a thing that I noticed. I swear, this party we're going to with your family, the person that picked the colors, because mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's a white color, white, white and beige, white and beige. <laughs> I gotta. I'm I'll, still surprised you're you're going because you don't do stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. Just, well, you know, I'm doing it. Whatever, I'll go. <laughs> Aka, no one invited you. Okay. <laughs> and that's why he's going. <laughs> uh, all right, with the uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that was, I was trying to avoid. But no. let's talk about Poe. You can kill AI. You can kill AI. And you also never see him naked. Okay, you're focusing <laughs> on the wrong thing. <laughs> no, um, you just, do. You do. You see his. You see his insides. You see uh, his, yeah, his, his, his AI insights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's true. So I stand corrected. <laughs> what was I? That did they give uh, an idea of where that virus came from? Just, she just came in. And she said, "You know, burn him down," kind of thing. Yeah, he. Just, they just probably had some lung. L- said uh, he. he a denural, He had something, and he he explained what it was. That little mic switch he had in his hand, the remote. He just kept turning the frequency up or the intensity up. I don't know how they got it into him, or how they got control of him, or maybe it's frequency thing. I don't know. But yeah, he said that it was a thing, and then he turned it on and just kept turning it on faster and faster. Yeah, don't ask me about real science. I just know that's how real science. <laughs> well, works, it was bitch. very plot conveniently like took just long enough for him to have a dramatic goodbye mm-hmm. in the real world and also simultaneously to the, to the AI hotel super fast too yeah I like how the conversation was like very reflective going back and forth talking to Lizzie Lizzie and then talking to uh Long Long yeah or or whoever's down there the other people yeah um I can't remember what they said but it was kind of like one was kind of like the opposite of the other. It's like, well, I'll see you in hell. And the other one's like, I'll see you with your head in the clouds or something like that. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he definitely goes out in a way that was, I don't know, not dignified for him. I mean, he couldn't. Re- he never left the, the, the hotel. He couldn't. Except for when he went to go play cards. Yeah, he can only leave through. Is that the array? What they Lizzie mentioned something about going onto the array by herself. Is that just where all the AI or the, the people hang out, or is that what the virtual is called? I think it's like their version of the internet. Like oh. it would be what connects all the cyber stuff together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. That's probably where she kind of felt like she changed. It felt like she was doing a lot of like 
supplemental knowledge kind of learning yeah she was talking about the tree yeah and everything's a tree and then she just started sounding and the webs and she, could see she started sounding like what's what's that movie he's like i'll never tell i don't know don't it's speak like, don't speak or don't, don't say a word yeah it, is. it just started kind of reminding me of that she's like i'm gonna go miss this throw now and then and there's that part where she's having a conversation with kovach it's like i'm gonna miss this throw things are all backwards I think she became more machine-like or robotic. Mm-hmm. And then she picked out that really fancy outfit when she came back to the reel. Yeah. It's probably the only thing that had any actual coverage, which is probably why she went for that. I think after experiencing what she went through, she was like, I'm going to cover everything up. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to see my titties again. She was a real badass, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I mean, yeah, she took the time to learn how to defend herself and, yeah. and fight tooth and nail while in the dressed up like the matrix fought like the matrix (laughs) (laughs) maybe she became like she's the first human to transcend into like ai hood they kind of made it look very religious i guess in the sense where she was like resurrected back Mm. up to heaven some other kind of weirdness because like the way she kind of teleported away from her little little world It, it just seemed like this seems very religious here and she ended up like she's gonna turn into an angel yeah So, when the part where they they uh, get the double Kovaches in the in the interrogation room mm-hmm. or whatever, after one had already sacrificed himself in the head in the clouds as it's as, it, as it's falling down because he decided to stay with Ray. Oh yeah, he kills Ray. Wait, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one went off to Pleasure Island with Miriam. The why why is it even a decision like? Shouldn't the pleasure one just be like, okay, cool, I got to live the weekend yeah, on thanks, Pleasure bro. Island? Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand. Like the one, I think they still have like each other's morals, or they still have the the single moral. It's like one of them has a duty to accomplish. Duty. Yeah, own. and his duty was to have sex on a sex island for a weekend. It's, but they, it's they, fulfilled they, now. They they had the you know rock paper, paper scissors, scissors to get there. Because they both felt like they had a duty to. Accomplish. The only thing that I could see is that it would be it would benefit would be the the one that didn't have to kill Ray doesn't have to live with that memory, so he could go on the rest of his life, you know, knowing that he did it, but doesn't have to have the actual memory of doing it. And that's the one that. That's the one that ended up dying. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but the one that ended up living is the me- one that has all the information the actual information that's pertinent to the rest of his life like mm. like the, well chris is still alive somewhere somehow is do you, do you really think that's true i don't think so i don't yeah i don't think so i think his sister is just fucking with him as yeah. like a last minute fuck you is she alive is she not i don't know yeah it's a it's a it's a hail mary pass to be like hey keep me alive because you need me to help find Qualcrest because mm-hmm. you know there's plenty of worlds out there and i've i've been rich and i've gone through all of them i could have put her anywhere it's like mm-hmm. okay I mean, I mean she said that she backed her up before it happened right when yeah that's yeah like, like when how it's just a little tiny remote she's like pushing the button can okay you really we're do that up? with that up oh, this guy knows something look he's holding back <laughs> did you read books are you reading books? i read books okay read books so was it in the first book that your your secret is trying to burst out of, or is it in the next book? No, I, yeah, I kind of like kind of peeked ahead, okay. see what's going on out there. But yeah, there's there's you know she's out there somewhere. Then you keep oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Raylene wasn't a complete and total liar then. She, I've, she is. She just happened to be telling the truth. I mean, about like that. we know there's a season two coming out. 
We do know there's a season two. So do you, do so you, if you like go by deduction, like what can lead us to season two? It could be the search for Quellcrest, but doesn't mm. mean that there actually has to be her yeah, out there. He could be searching another ten episodes for her, and some other crazy stuff happens. His sister comes back. I have more belief that the sister will come back. Than yeah, the well, I I believe that she would she would have a body somewhere. Yeah. that has like a backup backup. She somewhere. said, "I'll never stop." Yeah, and with her, what she's done, I would believe it. But with the thing that they did for her, where like she basically only had one life left after they uploaded that thing. Yeah, but mm. you just she could have a a, a, a stack somewhere that's air gapped, you know, like just <laughs> that isn't that isn't attached to the the whatever. Untouched one that doesn't get updated like the others, right? Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah, they never did mention that they found her her stack in the crash. And when he kills her, like he. You're meant to assume that he blew out her stack because he just kind of there's the gunshot sound and everything, and he's yeah, holding her in the did. arms, but you don't actually see like I didn't get a good look at her like her stack being blown out or anything. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, the only the only person that's actually really adept at at blowing out stacks with the gunshot seems to be Ghost uh, Lung. So oh yeah, uh, that's he, he might he might have missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just I the whole dying scene like Kovach dying with uh, Ray in his within his arms did it feel like it, it was for not when the very next scene he's sitting there alive in the inter- interrogation room like doesn't that seem like yeah well I feel like that's isn't like kind of the whole point of the show is like yeah you live so many lives where it doesn't matter what you do in your last one because then you're just gonna come back again so yeah it it did and that's why like. When they spun the grandma back up, and she was like, "Don't stop bringing me back." Like, you know, you had she had her life, she ended it, and that's it. Like, yeah. So, what are you, you going to do? All these dramatic things, and then you're like, come be, come back to life. You're sitting in a room, you know, getting interrogated. You're like, oh, just let me die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's right. So, Kovach for Ortega is you know goes and gets uh, Riker pardoned, assuming he's going to be giving up that body. Mm-hmm. Couldn't he have kept both? Oh, I don't know. I, Only one Takeshi has a pardon. That's what they said. Right, but both is the sleeve that died in the head in the clouds. Is that sleeve undamaged or is it damaged? It's damaged. It's they da- said it died uh, on impact. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I guess and that doesn't say anything. So the the Riker body is going to go back to Riker. Mm-hmm. Where does Takeshi go? Well, they didn't show him in his Takeshi body at the end. They just see a, a figure, a silhouette, going into the hotel, grabbing his bag, and leaving. So I'm assuming somehow they got his original body still stowed away, maybe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So I, what part are we talking about now? I got a little confused. The end of the, end of the show. Where oh, they were talking to each other. out again. No, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> what, what, what body is Takeshi in now? Because oh. he's not going to be in Riker's body. He's yeah, going to give that back. He's oh, giving the Riker's yeah. body back to Riker. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that far. <laughs> I mean, one could assume that they, if they have the DNA, they can make a clone of that one body that was in the fighting pit. That's, that's true. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because like, so, he was the one that found it. Well, technically, Raylene had it, and then she gave it to him, and then he cloned it. So, yeah, he did steal all that stuff from the police department. Mm-hmm. Does he still have it? Or did he become a good guy? He's like, oh, you can have a bug. Uh, you know, at this point, the, the police department is just a revolving door. You can pretty much, if you have the money, you walk in and you do whatever you want to cut, walk out. Like, yeah. He could totally go and like, hey, I need to use this again real fast. And you're like, okay, just remember to have it back by midnight on two days. <laughs> pay a late fee. 
Now, here's another potential plot hole. And maybe it's not, but we don't know the science exactly. Who's to say, rather than killing one Kovacs because you can only pardon one, which sounds like a bunch of BS, that feels like a double jeopardy situation, (laughs) wouldn't there be a way that you can just combine both of their memories and, like, you know, not have to kill one or the other? They both just now become one again, and they just become Kovacs You mean, like, when you get a computer file... You, it's almost like a duplicate, but then you did changes in one folder, and you just kind of go merge, merge. Yes, yeah. you merge the files. Wouldn't that make you go crazy? That's but that's the, the whole, whole point, point of him being an envoy. Like that was the that was a benefit. Like the fact that he had you could swap bodies so many times, it it wouldn't you, he wouldn't go crazy. But this is a different thing. Swapping bodies one, but now you're merging. See, no one, I no. for one would welcome that kind of situation where like somebody spent a weekend at Sex Island and it's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's all the stuff that I did there. Upload to yours now. If I had to do, it's a recall memory. What he <laughs> did, what he experienced, like killing in somebody that he loved, and then you have to like live the rest of your time with it. It's like there, there might be something there where he just be like, no, nah, I'm done. I saw enough. The other one is like allowed to live longer. Just just continue on. He didn't have to go through that pain. So it made sense where it's like, I don't want to live through this. I'm done. So what does this mean for all of um, the clones of... Um, what's uh, Bancroft? The, the, no, his wife. Miriam? Yes. Since they mentioned like that, uh, oh, you know, I don't remember doing this. And they're like, well... You don't have the memory, but you still did the action when they were getting Bancroft, you know, to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And kind of similar, like, you know, you can only pardon one person. You can't, you know, if there's two, whatever. So what would that mean for all of Miriam's clones? Like, well, would all of them have to also... I, w- I would say that they already have the laws in place that only one person, one version of that person can be alive at a time so all those clones can sit as long as they have the money to pay for the storage fee I assume they could just sit in storage until uh, their sentence is done I think unless there's their sentence is to die I thought she said something when she was giving him the first offer that they kind of go off on their own like drones yeah but then they're activated or whatever but I don't think it it would be her personality I think they're just kind of like just so they can move around they're just they're just they're just mindless. So they don't have the, like a staff running around. So just like living flashlights at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Do they I'll have stacks it. or not? Do, <laughs> I, they, do I, they have? I don't know if they have like a synthetic control in it because we can see that's going on. I I don't know. These Wouldn't are, you need a stack or something to bring it back to life or consciousness or something? Like I don't know. It's like a subroutine that's like all right, be in sexy mode only. <laughs> yeah, like it's a programmer. It's, it's like, like demo. Just do this. It doesn't have anything else. Doesn't think of anything else. But well, basically, it'd be her. I guess they can't hold the conversation, but it'll uh, hump your brains out. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Okay, it's just a copy for pituitary. Yeah. What do you call that part of the brain? The, the oblum umblum amblagata. Yeah, that's it. Her alligator brain. So, season one. That's that's season one, guys. Obviously, Brian and Gabby, you guys enjoyed it enough that you watched it again, so that you come talk with us with it uh what do you what do you hope for in season two i want to see more of of like the world because we pretty much only saw like the alleyway where ortega lives (laughs) 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 and like way clinic and ray's apartment 
So I, I'd kind of like to see like how what the other worlds are, all the other places that they have traveled or that have existed, I guess. And I mean, he's gonna have to if he's gonna look for Quell, right? So that's what I'd like to see. I kind of want to see the sister come back just because she's so damn evil and I hate her, but she seems like that kind of entity that just does not stop, like she said. So. Yeah, I want to see some crazy come back. But you read something this morning in Twitter about somebody compared Kovach to Wolverine. Oh, yeah. And now it took me a while to think about that. It's like, why? And then it dawned upon me. It's like, the yes. Sideburns? Huh? The sideburns? <laughs> no, it's, it's more, a, it's it's more a his moral weakness. Code. The, the moral code in his weakness is the women he falls in love with. And that's like soul Wolverine right there. Because he's just like a badass. He's like nothing can kill him. But he can get destroyed by the woman that like, what, Lady Deathstrike? Was Yur- kinda, kinda, Yuriko, Mariko. Yeah. Then, bunch of Japanese women apparently. Uh, Jean Grey. <laughs> Jean Grey. Uh, Rose, if you go by origin. Uh, Silver Fox, that. Bitch. Okay. Uh, yeah. He just, he just gets his heart broken all the time. I mean, you as a person who lives for a long time, I would assume that's that risk you're going to end up taking if you live outlive everybody. We also just finished watching Penny Dreadful. I stopped after the first season. Oh, really? That's, uh, it went downhill after that. Yeah. The, well, the, the part with Dorian Gray, it's like I also kind of see the side of Dorian Gray. It's like he just turns... He has a little speech Numb. in the end, yeah, where he's just talking about, he's like, you see all this over and over again. It's just, it's, you just stop caring after a while, and you're just the only thing that has ever left, you're the only thing that survives. And then Lily ended up hanging out with him, and mm. she's like, I'm out of here, Dorian, I'm going to have to try to live an actual human life, or at least a little bit. He's like, I'll so, be here. It's like the Anne Rice vampires. I'll still be they here. Just become disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can live through anything, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. It might hurt like the first few centuries where it's like, I fell in love with somebody. Damn. Now they're old and dead. They're old and dead. And, and all right, well, I'm going to try new. It's like, oh, it's happening again. It's going to be like having a dog. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever hear the J.J. Uh, Abrams script of Superman that he did in the early 2000s? No. Mm-mm. It was extremely god awful. But one of the highlights was that the movie was supposed to, it was a planned trilogy. The first movie was supposed to begin with the end of the story already kind of happening, and the rest of the movie would essentially be flashback. Superman was the last living being on the planet, basically just watching the end of his days tick by as the sun goes like slowly into a red giant. Oh, I actually read a comic about that. It Superman been a- actually did that. It might have been adapted from that screenplay or vice versa, but yeah, I remember seeing that. I'm like... Man, that's a really shitty-sounding Superman story if it just ends with everyone he knows eventually just dying, and he's the last creature on Earth waiting for the sun to consume the planet. Yeah. There was a story like that in Action 1000 that just came out this past Sunday. It's uh, But he, him and Lois, like they've discovered some kind of serum to... to of course they did. ...to elongate her life. I mean, millennia kind of thing. And so they're the last two living creatures on the planet? But they, they, they've they gone on to other galaxies and stuff, so it's not oh. there's no point in staying on Earth. He comes back to Earth just to say bye to his mother and father's graves as the planet is being destroyed. Oh, cheerful. Yeah. What? Now, one thing I did want to mention before we wrap it all up, um, the alien stuff. They had a very interesting reference to angels in uh, this like last episode. 
where they had a fossil of, I guess they call them the elders. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that all came out of nowhere. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, our ancestors may have based the angels on the elders. You know how, like, sometimes they finish a, a, a season? They tickle in some stuff for yeah, the next, next season. season. This is definitely so, like and a thread. And there was a, something else. Okay. Let me put this down. All right. <laughs> let, me, let me prepare myself. Because there was things I saw. Okay. At the end of every episode, some weird effect shows some kind of graphic of a or three D image, right. some kind of ethereal like firefly thing. Anyways, and episode nine, you see a skull, but it's not a human skull. And it kind of made me think: is that mm. an alien? And then, of course, they start talking about the angels and the ancients. And look, one of those like one of those glass crystal skull type ones that are elongated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, interesting. And so they talk maybe about the angels. That's what season two could be about something like let's talk about the aliens. Some aliens can stuff. experience the world that Gabby wants to see. Yeah, yeah I want to see aliens. They did mention the elders um, when uh, Kovach and Ray were first uh, wandering around, and they found the uh, the envoys. I remember he said something like, oh, the elders used the trees for scaffolding or something. She's like, that's the first fucking thing you said to me in all his hours of walking. But he did, like, mention something about the elders, so... Yeah, because he had curiosity about how, like, their technology was so intertwined with nature that was Mm -hmm. almost indistinguishable. Hmm. And that was kind of a neat little thing that they added there. It's, like, organic, I guess, or it's just so advanced that it's not even mechanical anymore. It's That's right. It's all being tied back to Avatar. (laughs) James Cameron. The Songspire oh, tree? I was going to go with Prometheus, <laughs> but okay. Uh, well, Prometheus is also <laughs> David's fault. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right, was there anything else? Did you, did you have any expectations for season two, John? Uh, just that. I kind of hope we see a little bit more. What happened to Leung? 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 busted him up. Okay. Pretty sure she took his stack. Yeah, yeah, I think she did. So I hope she spins him up in the virtual and uh, has her way him with suffer him. for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, you know, I was I was surprised he didn't say his his uh, patented line. She Are ends up saying it to him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he turns into a little bitch after she breaks his ankle, and then I love that she's using her robot arm to fight. Because at first she was all mad. She's like, "You started facing," and then she's like, "Okay, I like this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she punches that one Raylin, and the like, just obliterates her ribcage that was so awesome <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it at one point when they're shooting at her and she's like throwing her arm up there and yeah. it's like Bucky you know yeah without that arm she would have been worthless oh, I didn't say worthless but actually I mean, it would have been, been sad she became more useful yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she gets more upgrades in the next season like have like a couple of like, do you robot think that, feet do you think they're gonna come back to Ortega in that, that storyline uh, you know I don't he, know he's jumping around now he's uh-huh. he's, he's moving he's, to others he's leaving the planet yeah yep. I think he's like he did enough damage to these people <laughs> let's leave them well alone if they do that I hope it's yeah okay can't speak either now uh, if they do that, I hope that it takes place a few, like, maybe decades into the future so that they don't have to have an explanation as to why Ortega isn't there. It's like, oh, well, she lived her life and decided not to get respun with Riker. They're just happily dead together, and yeah. now he's doing his own thing. How, I mean, does does she tell Riker what you know what happened to his body while he was on ice? The, the- All she has to say is, look, I didn't cheat on you technically. <laughs> It was still all you. Uh, okay. Um, do, do you do you think he went and 
because he takes the pink backpack onto the heads in the clouds, and that thing ends up, you know, in the in the ocean. Do you think he went and got himself another pink backpack, or? I hope so. That thing's super useful. Those lights inside. That's the future right there. That's, that's what this whole show is about, is backpacks with lights inside. I remember the first time we watched it, she was like, oh, the guns. And I'm like, oh, the drugs. <laughs> yeah, when the, all the stuff fell out, I was like, oh, my guns. Like, oh, my drugs. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? I, I, I think that was uh, great. I'm glad you guys were able to join us on this. Um, why don't you go ahead and give out your social media? At the Gabatron on Twitter and Twitch. <laughs> Just type angry in, you'll find something. Wait, wasn't there a 5,000 after your name? Yes. Did I not mention that? No. Gabatron 5,000. <laughs> I was like, wait it a used minute. It be Gabatron, and then I added 5,000 to make everything the same. So. <laughs> I am at Magic Bollocks. And I am at Mitchpedia GER. The rest of Geekly Radio is at Geekly Radio on Twitter, at Geekly Radio on Instagram, for Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Radio is our Facebook page, and GeeklyRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until next time, when we're coming back to talk about Season 2 of Westworld, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network, saying always remember to... Geek, geek out! out. Okay. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.